This video is brought to you by Incogni. Today, Israel forms a unity government, Steve Scalise gets one step closer to the speakership, and an SNP MP defects to the Tories. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday, the 12th of October, 2023. Yesterday, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu made the decision to form an emergency war cabinet, composed of his party and junior coalition partners alongside the opposition National Unity Alliance. War cabinets, which include both members of the governing party and the opposition, are not uncommon in times of national crisis in parliamentary democracies. They're seen as a way of putting the interests of the country above day-to-day -day politics. They also allow weak parties to actually get things done when the survival of the nation is on the line. This is true of Netanyahu's government, who was only able to secure 32 seats in the 120-seat Israeli Knesset at the last election. He subsequently formed a government with five other parties, bringing him to a total of 64 seats and an overall majority of just four. In order to bring the National Unity Alliance into government, he's made five members of the alliance ministers without portfolio. The war cabinet itself is expected to consist of Netanyahu himself, Yoav Gallant, the chief of defence, and also a member of Netanyahu's Likud party, and Benny Gantz, the leader of the National Unity Alliance. In other Israeli news today, the energy minister, Israel Katz, has stated that Israel will deprive Gaza of electricity and water until all hostages taken by Hamas are released. When making this statement, Katz added that nobody should preach us on morals. The decision follows an earlier statement by the Red Cross, who urged the Israeli government to allow fuel into Gaza in order to prevent hospitals turning into morgues. The Israeli government believes that there are at least 97 hostages that have been taken by Hamas. Hamas claims that these hostages are hidden in safe places and tunnels, and have threatened to kill them if Palestinian civilians are bombed without warning. In the last few days, Israel has continued to hit Gaza with missiles, with some believing that they're preparing a full-scale ground invasion. For their part, the Israeli government has advised anyone still in Gaza to get out. However, the border between Gaza and Israel is closed, and Israel's navy controls the shoreline, preventing people from being able to leave by boat. The only crossing that's still open is the Rafah crossing into Egypt. However, crossing is only possible with permission, and there's a long waiting list. The BBC reports that all of this means that Palestinians have almost no way of leaving Gaza. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Moving on to the US now, where Republican Steve Scalise has been nominated as his party's candidate for the next House Speaker, paving the way for him to take over from Kevin McCarthy, who was ousted in an unprecedented vote last week. Now, while this is initially good news for Scalise, it's not the end of the process for him to become Speaker. He won the vote of Republicans by a vote of 113 to 99, defeating Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, who's popular with the right wing of the party. However, in order to actually become Speaker, Scalise needs to be elected by the whole House, where 217 votes are required for a majority. If all 433 members of the House of Representatives take part in the vote, then Scalise can only afford four Republican defections in total. This is what caused so many problems for McCarthy originally, and led to a total of 15 rounds of balloting. 
Right now, it seems that Scalise may face an uphill battle in the next few stages, with at least 10 hardline House Republicans saying that they're not prepared to back him, despite him winning the party nomination vote. At the time of writing, it's unclear when the actual House vote will take place, as Scalise continues to try and win over the remaining holdouts. We'll update you on any further developments on this story. Coming back to the UK now, where the Scottish National Party, or SNP MP, for East Kilbrine, Lisa Cameron, has defected to the Conservative Party, after accusing her former party of both toxic and bullying behaviour towards her. Specifically, she claimed that her mental health deteriorated after she defended and spoke out in favour of a teenage SNP worker who had been sexually harassed by the SNP's former chief whip at Westminster, Patrick Grady. Cameron said she felt shunned by the SNP and inversely supported by Rishi Sunak, claiming that he had shown positive, inclusive leadership. Her defection came on the same day that the SNP announced that she'd not been selected as their candidate to defend her seat. The SNP have called on Cameron to resign and trigger a by-election, saying that her constituents elected an SNP MP, not a Tory, and they deserve to have the democratic opportunity to elect a hard-working SNP MP will put the interests of Scotland first. On a personal basis, we wish her well. Cameron had actually been repeatedly threatening to quit being an MP for a little while, claiming that the bullying she received at Westminster led to her being put on antidepressants. Moving to Poland now, where parliamentary elections are set to take place on Sunday. The ruling right-wing Law and Justice Party are seeking a third term in office, whereas the opposition civic platform, headed by Donald Tusk, are seeking to gain office. It seems that it's a real possibility that neither will be able to achieve office, at least not on their own. Right now, polls are predicting a hung parliament, with the Confederation Party the potential kingmakers. Confederation is a far-right coalition of nationalists, libertarians and monarchists, and they're currently polling at a not insignificant 10%. In the run-up to the election, Confederation campaigned to lower taxes, reject migration to Poland and reduce support for Ukraine. Right now, it's not clear how both parties would react in the event of a hung parliament in relation to confederation. Neither would likely want to sully their image by being associated with the far-right group, but they may be in a position where they need to come to some agreement in order to prop up their government. We'll cover what happens here on Monday's Daily Briefing. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss California's Right to Repair Act. Today, legislators in the US state passed a bill which extends how long tech companies are required to provide access to repair materials for. The bill states that for products costing between $50 and $99.99, companies need to ensure access to these materials for three years. For products that cost more than $100, this rises to seven years. The bill applies to all electronics and appliances made and sold after July 1st, 2021. A couple of years ago, Jack was the victim of identity theft, and he only found this out when he got a court letter saying that he owed money to a broadcast company for an address that he'd never lived at. Now, he's not alone either, with victims of data breaches rising by 41.5% in 2022. That data is then very often being added to commercial databases, with data brokers potentially aggregating your personal information, including your names and aliases, social security number, login credentials, home address, location history, online activity, and much more. 
all of which is available for purchase by businesses and could fall into the hands of criminals. Fortunately, Incogni are here to help. Incogni reach out to data brokers on your behalf, request your data's removal and deals with any objections. Plus, as brokers often continue collecting data even after takedown requests, Incogni continues to keep watch. So whenever a new record pops up on a data broker site, Incogni will automatically take care of it. Even if you're not concerned about your data being stolen, we all deal with endless junk mail and robocallers, both issues that Incogni services can help cut down. So create an account with our link in the description, grant Incogni the ability to work on your behalf and sit back as they make you safer. Plus, by using our link, you'll get an exclusive 60% off an annual Incogni plan. Thanks for checking it out and thanks to Incogni for sponsoring this video.